This is Leave Your Mark. I'm Vince Cortez, and today's guest is Madison Quinn. At the age of 13, she launches a successful nonprofit, and was even more incredible, she's maintained this level of commitment for over a decade. She is the founder of Strong Little Souls, a childhood cancer foundation. She's committed to each and every cancer patient with her own unique care in a very personal way. Madison, thank you for being my guest here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guest at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Well, what I want to do is just share a little bit of your background, from where you're from, where you grew up, what childhood was like, and uh, how your interest in activity started, being that everything started at the age of 13 for you. We got a lot of, it gets very rich very quick. So let's touch on your Pittsfield, Massachusetts, born and raised. Um, your mom, Jessica Rizzo, a real estate agent, and you have a brother, Peyton, and sister, Delaney. And you grew up doing figure skating. And you also say that you had a strong feelings for creating strong little souls. So run me through uh, your creative stage there where you're doing the figure skating. How old were you and what drew you to that? So I started figure skating when I was eight years old. There was a family friend of mine who was a figure skater and at the time, I loved to watch her, and I loved to just watch her perform, see all her dresses and whatnot. So I wanted to partake in it myself. After a little bit of convincing, um, she and some family friends and a coach started taking me to the rink. So I remember in elementary school, I would get out of school early every Friday and go to the rink. Um, I would skate a couple of days a week year-round, traveling to different rinks that were open as the Pittsfield rink wasn't opened um, year round it's only a winter rink um so yeah, I just, that's actually it's very difficult to find ice rinks and, and then there goes seasonal as well even mm -hmm. in massachusetts as well i'd imagine you use an outdoor time for the rinks for sure but the indoor now um when you were skating did you ever see any future for yourself in that not really. For me, figure skating was always kind of just an outlet, a hobby per se. I never really wanted to do it professionally, but I enjoyed being on the ice. I enjoyed my friends who also were figure skating. Um, We kind of grew really close, but nothing really professionally did I ever see, but it was just more of an outlet for myself. Now, at this time, you're, you know, eight to 13 goes by pretty quick. And you come up with the idea of uh, Strong Little Soul. So uh, what's your transformation? Like, how do you come across that this is something that you want to do? And you also put on here that you had interest in activities fostering sick and feral premature kittens to local animal shelters. So it sounds like this kind of blends here at this point to what eventually happens to you. Yeah, I've always been a very nurturing person whether it be with my little siblings um, or the kittens or whatnot, I've always been very nurturing and I've always been looking for ways to give back. Uh, 
when I was in elementary school, I'd make bracelets for the local animal shelter and sell them and then donate all the proceeds back to the animal shelter and just done a bunch of giving back for our local community. And I've always bounced around to various efforts and whether it was the animal shelter or um, I did some time in the soup kitchen during like fifth and sixth grade. But when I came across the world of pediatric cancer, just by scrolling through social media, I kind of realized I found my calling. And this is kind of where I needed to be and where I needed to help. Now, what was your first experience then? So you're scrolling through the internet and who do you come across and, and how does it play out? Yeah, so I first came across the little girl who was from California and I'm all the way in Massachusetts and I was kind of mind blown that a child this young could be affected by cancer because I believe she was born with it. Mm. Um and she was probably a couple months old when I came across her page. And from there, I started connecting with kids who went to the clinic with her or kids who were in treatment with her, kids that became friends, whatnot. And I just started reaching out to the parents saying, hey, this is who I am. I'm a 13-year-old from Massachusetts, and I just wanted to send your kid a little something. So in my free time, I would mow some lawns, babysit, collect cans and bottles, save up any penny, and just start sending toys to these kids to make them smile. Now, this is just all instinctive in you. This is just a feeling so strong that you want to go and nurture these situations. Now, that person's pretty far away. So you progress with this in what way? All online uh, through Facebook groups and things of this nature? Or do you go out personally, locally, face to face? How do, how do you begin to evolve from this first instinct to, to move on this? So it started very, and it still is, rooted really much in social media. Social media has been a great tool for us to connect with families, whether it be families who are 20 minutes up the road from me or families who are a seven-hour plane right away. Um, so we still work with families all over the U.S., but once I started, I started to learn that there's families three streets over who are affected by this pediatric cancer diagnosis. And I wanted to learn to help them as well. So I did start connecting with the local families through social media or social workers or different palliative hospice teams around me to be able to connect with the families that are closer with me as well. So I still do work with the families all over and the families right in my own backyard. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Well, in the middle of all of this, you, uh, let's get back to you're a student at Elms College and you're going for your bachelor's of science in nursing. And it's like you, you've hit the ground running from 13 years old and you're squeezing the education in on the backside. <laughs> but um, uh, you're you're planning on graduation here on the 20 or May 2023 and you're prepared or you said you're got a job working as a pediatric nurse at Bay State Pediatrics. So you're going to be able to continue your nonprofit while you're working there as well? That's the hope. I remember when I started at Elms College four years ago, a lot of people told me that I wouldn't be able to manage college, let alone nursing school and running a nonprofit. But there was never really an option for me. I didn't see it as an option of stopping this work. So I am um, got an apartment off campus and I'm able to run Strong Little Souls out of a little guest bedroom and work with a lot of the local families. And for the past four years, I've been successful in keeping my grades really up there and 
running this successful nonprofit and connecting with families. It's very strict on time management, but <laughs> you learn as you go. Yeah, your um, your desire to help is cultivating your CEO skills right before your eyes. And uh, <laughs> this is quite commendable to take on the nursing school and the extended education and continue to run your nonprofit. So let's talk a little bit about your nonprofit. Um, uh, what advice uh, would you have for somebody out there who would be considering starting a nonprofit for starters? And what are some of the obstacles you deal with in, in the beginning part of that? Yeah, so some advice I'd give to anyone who's looking to start their own nonprofit is just go for it. Um, if this is where you feel you need to be and what you need to do, then do it. I know when I started, I was only 13, so a lot of people doubted me. A lot of people are like, oh, you're only going to be doing this for a couple months and then you're going to get tired of it. Or you're a 13-year-old, you you can't, you just can't. Um, and I was surrounded by a lot of that when I first got started. But then I was also surrounded by a lot of people who encouraged me. And it's important to surround yourself with the people who are encouraging you or empowering you to keep going and to keep reaching for your goal and to kind of push away those who are doubting you or putting those um, negative thoughts out there. But being a 13-year-old was kind of the hardest hump I had getting to start a nonprofit. So if you're older than 13, you already got a leg up on me. So you definitely <laughs> definitely can do some great work. Um, well, it sounds like your intuitive was so strong. It was just something that you felt you needed to do. It wasn't the issue of how do I do this? It's like, when do I do this? And you were on it right away. So uh, let me ask you this, you've been doing this for this length of time and, and you can hear your passion in your voice. What is your favorite part about what it is you do? Families, the families are the best part of what I do. Um, I've spent a lot of time getting to know a lot of the local families around me throughout Massachusetts. I've met hundreds of families over the past however many years. And that's honestly given me a big push to just keep going because there's times when it gets hard. It's childhood cancer is heartbreaking. It's devastating. But seeing the families and the siblings and the kids and knowing you're able to make an impact just proves to me that you have you have to. Because if these kids can go through what they go through every day, the least I can do is just keep running strong little souls, keep helping every family I can. But I'm really able to connect with these families. Strong Little Souls isn't an organization where we just give a family a number, we send them a package, we send them a check, and that's it. A lot of organizations work like that. They'll make a donation and that's it. Contacts kind of cut off from there. You received our support, goodbye. Strong Little Souls is very, I'll check in with the families. I'll let them know I'm thinking of them when they're going in for scans three months after remission. Um, I'll drop off home-cooked meals to families who've lost a child to cancer. I've decorated homes to welcome kids home after long bone marrow transplants or long hospital stays. We're very personal. And I think that's become my favorite part is these families don't just think of us as strong little souls. They think of us as friends and people that they know that are always in their corner. Now, the the, uh, the stories don't always end happy and or and or continue. They eventually stop. So um with this level of personal care that you give, does that take a toll on you as well? Because um, you're very connected with what's going on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm only human and I feel lost just like others. Um, it's definitely 
I think as a 13 year old was the hardest for me. I don't think I had the tools in my tool bag to learn how to deal with grief. Mm. And that was probably the hardest. But over the past years, as you can imagine, I've found new ways to help myself cope, help myself grieve and help keep my spark and my passion for childhood cancer and helping these families alive, even through the hard times. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not to the dirty South straight, make a left and body body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. What I want to ask you then is, is since you're 13, you've grown up with a computer in front of you the whole time. Share with me some of the ways that the internet and working your nonprofit through the online arrangement is helping you and how do you see yourself uh, growing, you know, beyond where you currently are? I mean, Strong Little Souls was founded on social media. That's kind of where we were born. That's where we were created. That's where we met our first childhood cancer family. And from there, we've continued to grow. So just the, the internet in general has been just an incredible tool for getting Strong Little Souls to where it is today. Um, I always say social media is our biggest connector with our donors, with our families we work with, with supporters, with family and friends. Um, it's just been such a great tool for us to use over the years. And I can't imagine where Strong Little Souls would be without it. Um, but with it, it just seems like the sky's the limit. Every day I feel like I'm meeting another person who will help spread the word about Strong Little Souls or another company that wants to make a donation or another partner who wants to donate toys for us to include in the packages. So I feel like every day the internet is able to help us bridge another connection and help us spread the word. And in the end, that's all I want. You have a nice internet presence with the website and then you've got an Amazon wish list and a Facebook page and then a, a strong little souls merchandise store. So uh, you've hit the ground running with uh, your marketing and continuing to grow through social media. So um, you're, you're coming into a new window of life here with your graduation and starting your work career. And uh, how, where do you see yourself you know, three years from now as far as your growth you know, in, in, in the arranging of your time to do other things now besides being at school? Yeah, I mean, I think that once I'm done with school, I'll have a lot more time to be able to focus on Strong Little Souls. There won't be as much time for homework or studying, and there will be more time than I can put into Strong Little Souls. I'm really hoping that as a nurse, I can find myself in a place where I can collaborate with the social workers and the child life and be able to have them utilize Strong Little Souls. When they know there's a child affected by pediatric cancer on the unit, I want them to come to us and be like, hey, we have this family. They need this. They need that. They could really use this. The kid's having their last chemo. Can we get up? some party decorations. Mm. I really want the social workers and the child life at the hospital I'm at just to be able to find a way to integrate strong little souls into one of the resources that they use for their families. And that's kind of always been my end game. And it's exciting to see that I'm one step closer to that. That's very exciting, actually. Um, so let me ask you, how would you like to leave your mark or how would you like to be remembered? Uh, you, you got a beautiful beginning up to your life and it's interesting to see where you're going to go. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I'm always super passionate about is there's, there's a few sayings within the childhood cancer community is I wasn't a childhood cancer parent until I was, 
or things like that. I just want people to care even if it doesn't affect them. And that's kind of what I have led my entire life as. I want to be remembered as someone who cared about something that didn't affect me. I was never diagnosed with pediatric cancer. No one in my family that I am aware of was ever diagnosed with pediatric cancer, but I found it in my heart to care and to change hundreds, if not thousands of lives. And if everyone could just have a little bit of that care, it could it could take the world far places. That is a beautiful thing. What a great place to rest your mind. You're helping heal yourself and help and heal the world all at once. That's that's beautiful, Madison. I want to thank you for coming by. Before we go, I would like for you to share with me your websites and where all of this stuff that we were talking about can be found. Yeah, so um, our website is just www.stronglittlesouls.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, just Strong Little Souls. Um, and from there on our website or on our social media pages, you can find the links to our various donation platforms or our merchandise where you can shop our cool awareness t-shirts. I like it. Cool awareness. <laughs> this is very cool what you're doing. You're, you're, you'd be blessed. That's the, We need more people like you out there. I just do what I can. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. <laughs>